Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. All right, it is my favorite time of day, 103.7. Let's go to the phones on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. There he is, Mr. Sterner, who had a little success against Alabama back in the day. Clint, welcome. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. I, I see what you did there, 1037, 103.7. That, I mean, that's, I mean, I'll tell you what, you, you are, you're a creative individual, man. That's solid right there. Good move. Thanks, Clint. I think I'm still half in the can from last night. Let's just go with that. All right, let's be honest. Um <laughs> So we were trying to think of, like, good days, and we opened the show today with a miracle on Markham, and I know a lot of people thought, you guys are still drunk from last night. No, that's the last time that Arkansas beat Nick Saban. Of course, they've never beaten him at Alabama, and it's really sad. You, though, had some success against the the Crimson Tide. Fortunately for you, Nick was not there at the time, and uh, one of the games that stands out to me was one of the first games I ever saw. I'd moved here in September of 98, and obviously you guys got off to such a magical start that year. The third game of the season, you play Alabama, and they were highly vaunted per usual. Sean Alexander, star, All-American, all that. And the play that I will never forget, Clint, you guys were beating him so bad, 42-6 to was the final, that there was a play where he was running it down the middle of the field, and the guy was coming up to whack him, and he slid instead of taking the, taking the tackle. And I was like, that has got to be a very satisfying feeling for a defender when the guy doesn't want to get tackled anymore because they're getting killed so bad. What are your memories of that game? Because it was uh, it was kind of a springboard into the rest of the season for you guys. Yeah, look, I mean, we we lit them up that day, man. That was that, that doesn't happen very often against any opponent, much less Alabama. And our defense just, I mean, Coach Keith Burns and, and company just had an, an unbelievable plan, obviously to to stop that run game because they were they were just riding the shoulders of, of Sean Alexander and, um, and 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 to shut him down and, and beat him up the way that we did in terms of just shutting him down from a production standpoint. But as you just mentioned, I mean, there, there's one thing at the top of the list about that about that particular game. The score will stand out and be talked about for a long time because it's, it's, it's Alabama's worst loss as an SEC, a member of the SEC. But Sean uh, Alexander sliding and, and, and basically waving the white white flag or throwing in the towel what was, a, uh, what was a, a great feeling and something that we just don't typically see um, in, in the game, a player that that um, I guess that highly thought of uh, and 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 played the game physically the way he did to just to just wave wave the white flag was 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 fun to be on the other side of it. So there are a couple names here in this game that not many people would probably pull out. First of all, their quarterback that year. By the way, Sean Alexander with 21 carries, 48 yards. Very good work defensively. J.D. Phillips was their starting quarterback, not one that's going to go, I don't think, in the annals of uh, Alabama lore. Nine of 21 with a pick, 48 yards. Dear Lord, what a performance defensively. That is incredible. 
what uh, you guys gave up 152 yards and had 445 and then you gave uh gave a couple of touchdown passes to a guy that isn't exactly a razorback household name and i don't remember him but michael snowden had a career day that day clint with a couple of touchdown catches yeah, Scoop, Michael Snowden. Yeah, man, I, I uh, in fact, one of them was the ill-advised throw, and, and I threw it up and um, across the middle of the field. And there was a middle safety, and it just happened to be one of those. It looks like I threaded the needle, and he kind of undercut the, the safety. But uh, it, you know, anybody that watches film and, and, and knows coverages knows that I made a piss poor decision, and, and and he just went and made a play. So, yeah, man, Michael Snowden out of, out of Louisiana, man, just a big-bodied wide receiver that could absolutely run. Um, got a beautiful family up in Bentonville right now. I, I seen time to time follow him on social media. And yeah, we, we had the thing is that that year, that run, really ninety eight, ninety nine, man. But Anthony Lucas gets all the credit, rightfully so. But but we had such a deep wide receiver room, um, and and so we had some guys. I mean, Hubert Loudermilk that was huge against Kentucky yeah. that year. Um, you know, uh, Mike Williams. Still, he was he was he was huge versus everybody. My inside receiver that was kind of saw the game to the quarterback's eyes. Um, I mean, so man, we had so many so many dudes in that wide receiver room that that uh, that could play. Emmanuel Smith was was huge in the uh, you know in the in the fumble game in '98 in in Knoxville at Dillon Stadium. He had a big he had a big day that day. So man, we, we had a slew. We, we had we had a, a, a wide receiver room that was that was special. Now. This walk down memory lane's been fun, but that was a quarter of a century ago. A lot of things have changed <laughs> since then. So, hey, I'm dating myself here too. What does Arkansas need to do to win this year's version of the Alabama Arkansas matchup in Fayetteville? Well, look, I, I think they've got to first and foremost. What do they? What What do they have to do? And what do I feel like they they can do? Because there's some things that they they need to do and have to do, but I just don't know that they're. Like I don't, I don't know that they're going to be able to tackle well. They're just not a good tackling team. And when you look at Jameer Gibbs, the little running back, and, and ultimately you look at Alabama skill players, they're 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 pretty damn good. I don't know if anybody's checked, but they're pretty damn good. If you can't tackle Alabama's, I mean the A and M's guys, you're damn sure not going to be able to tackle uh, Alabama. So so I'm I'm not expecting a great performance there. Um, what I what I think is critical in the defense side of the ball, guys, is, is I think I think that. I, Arkansas has to be big in critical situations, third down situations and in the red zone, which they, they've been pretty good in, in critical situations. Statistically, you won't see it, but I think in terms of, of how they've been able to, to, to win games and, and, and have, um, you know, immediate change and, and, and um, kind of swing momentum in games has been really impressive. And so um, they're going to have to be, they're going to take advantage of Bryce Young's lack of chemistry with, his skill, his skill guys, ultimately, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's going to come up in third downs, and it's going to come up in the red zone. Um, I expect I expect Alabama to, to chew up turf all over the place between the twenty. Arkansas's got to lock down when the when the field shrinks in the red zone defensively, and then I think offensively, which is the number one priority. I think I think Arkansas has to to run the football with, with KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. Ultimately, they they if if they can establish a run. Which, you know, Arkansas's Arkansas's program is at a point where we should expect them to establish a run against Alabama. You know, maybe not the greats like Georgia last year, and maybe even Georgia this year. But the days of Arkansas being able to to run the football against, you know, the bottom half of the SEC, and then not be able to do it against the LSU's, the Alabamas, the A and M's, 
I hope those days are behind us. According to last mm-hmm. week, they are. So, uh, Justin, they, they've got to establish the run offensively between the tackles. Because then if you do that, and all of a sudden the screen game is there. All of a sudden you take the deep shots over the top when they load the box. And if you do that, you chew the clock. And if you do that, you have a chance to to, uh, to be competitive in the fourth quarter. And then Cam Little kicks the kicks a game-winning field goal with no time on the clock. What do you say? I like it. Actually, David Basil and I were joking about that today. Like, that would be the perfect scenario for, you know, KJ to play really well, make a couple critical plays, and for Cam to get the game winner after just missing the one last week. We're talking to Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Motorsports Authority. We appreciate them. Get Clint not once but twice a week. He is our goalpost. We get him Monday and Friday, so it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so, you, you, you know, that's the question to me is can they run the ball, and that's going to be critical. you got four running backs, and one of the things that came up this week from Tom Murphy is how do you keep everybody happy or how do you keep everybody in, engaged and involved knowing you got four backs that you feel good about, knowing that you got a couple of receivers you feel great about, knowing you got a dynamic tight end, and you got a quarterback who you can run it 15 times, you know, intentionally uh, to make plays because obviously he's a beast with his feet too. What do you do there as an offensive coordinator? Yeah, look, I, I think here's the thing. is you need, you need two if not three you know, regardless of who's getting carries, right? I mean, obviously Rocket Sanders is going to be the guy for the bulk of the game. But but I think when you can throw that second back in there, you know, in the third, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, um, all of a sudden, boy, this offense gets a, a just a, a breath of fresh air. This offense gets a shot in the arm, and, and you can go do – I mean, you, you can really take it to some teams. And so, you know, I, I think you're going to need two any way you slice it. And then you get into the season like right now where with Rocket Sanders being banged up, do you continue to run him and continue to get him beat up? Well, no. You've got the luxury of a handful of other backs that that bring maybe not quite the same dynamic to the game that Rocket Sanders does, even though I, I don't think that gap between him and the, the rest of the crew is, is, is large at all. I, I think he, from a production standpoint and what you can expect from these guys, I think you get a pretty similar back in the ball game when, when you're four deep, if we're being honest. So, um you know, a, a game like, like this week comes up, and sure, Rocket's going to go into the game expecting to get the majority of the carries, but truth is he's banged up, the physical defense, and so we're going to talk to Rocket before the game and go, hey, we got to manage this, this not injury, but we got to manage your body throughout the throughout the uh, the season, and so we're going to sprinkle in, whether it's Dominique or it's Dominion or it's it's, it's A.J. Green, whoever it is, we're going we'll to mix somebody in to take a load off of you on the front end and kind of try to keep you healthy. So now we're already now we're using three backs, Justin. So I don't think it's as big as of a juggling act as, as one might think. Um, I, I think you could really sell it to these guys of the long season, the physical-ass conference. We play a physical brand of football, and we need one or two backs in the fourth quarter that are locked and loaded and healthy and full of energy and, and full of, you know what, inventive and then he's mm-hmm. just ready to rock and roll. So I, I think that's I think I really think it's easy to say. In fact, I think it's so easy, Justin. Like I, I mean, I would almost chat if I were Sam Pittman. I'd almost chat. Hey, look, we're gonna get you in the game. The thing is, is when you get in there, you better produce. You better not turn mm-hmm. the football over. You better pick up your pass protection. You know, I, I think it's I think it's it's, it's even a, a one eighty. Instead of trying to keep them all happy, it's challenging them. Of hey, you want to play more? Get in there and show me what you can do. All right, Clint, we're going to have to let you go. we got to run. But uh, real quick, Wes isn't here, so I will mention it or ask you, uh, can Cooper Rush keep it rolling with the Cowboys this week? Well, yeah. I mean, look, they got the commanders. and, and, and that, that, that Sorry, Christian. Is not a good point. Obviously. 
Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that team is not a good football team, and, 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 and Carson Wentz is going to stand back there and just get ragdolled around by that defense. And so, yeah, I, I think if he continues to, to play the, the brand of quarterback that he's been playing and Kellen Moore continues to, to build the plan and call the plan uh, the way that he has, I, I just don't see I don't see why Cooper can't make this thing go to 4-0. But here's the key for Cooper is, is that Dak can't get – Dak can't get healthy quick enough for him. He's made his mm-hmm. money. Like, he be, he needs Dak to get back, go back to the bench, 4-0, and he'll be a, a backup in Dallas for 10, 12 years and make a boatload of money doing it. I love it. Clint, I appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. All right, brother. Y'all be good, man. All right, man. Take care. That's Clint Sterner.